0: Welcome to the People and Technology Podcast. My name's David Gazzarotto and we're coming at you live here at the ATC event in Sydney. And I'm joined by my partner in crime, Jared Cameron. Welcome, Jared.
1: Thanks, Dave. End of the day here. into day one. We're What are we, just after five?
0: Love these podcast marathons, mate. How good okay. are they? Hey, yeah? Yeah,
1: you get to the end of the day. You've spoken to a lot of people. It's, it's good fun.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure my brain has anything left, but hopefully... Um, we have uh, we have someone who can make up for that, and that someone is Kevin Grossman. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin.
2: Thanks, guys. I'm really glad to be here. Awesome. Thanks very
0: much. So you are the president of uh, Talent Board? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about Talent Board?
2: Absolutely. Talent Board is a the 1st nonprofit research organization all about elevating and promoting a quality candidate experience. Awesome. So we work with, every year, hundreds of employers around the world, helping them to understand how their candidates feel about the recruiting process and helping them to improve that process as they because of the impact on their business over time considering that we reject more people than we hire mm-hmm. so that's really interesting because most of the time you think about the
1: employer wanting to try and find the right person and it's all kind of in the employer's camp Traditionally, right. inside a recruitment process, I mean, obviously, you know, you're selecting them as much as they're selecting you, but we don't tend to think about getting feedback from the candidate as to well, what did you think of the way we
2: tried to recruit you and decided not to. Exactly. Hire you? You know? So we, and that was one, one of the fascinating things. So I've been a Early on in the program, it was founded in 2011, and I was one of the early volunteers. I've been in the HR recruiting tech space for most of my tenure for the past mm-hmm. 20 years. Yep. Anyway, but I volunteered early on, the, and the co-founders of, of Talent Board that I run now, they, like myself and many others, were just tired of hearing the same old stories of how horrible it is to be a job seeker because we know, we've mm. all been there, yes. mm. we've gone through the process, um, you know, we've never heard back, there's that black hole, as we call it, when yeah. you, after you applied. So what they wanted to do is, listen, let's do, start doing some survey research with employers. Let's start shining a light on what's working as well as what's not working mm-hmm. and actually touting those employers that are trying to make it a, a better experience overall for their candidates who are, we would consider, the primary customers of recruiting at the end mm-hmm. of the day, both external and internal, because there's an inter- internal mobility aspect. Yeah, there is. So that's, and then we started doing it and and every year we also give awards away Mm -hmm. to companies solely based on their ratings and in our research and the, and the data. And those are the ones that we publicly tout, That you are doing something to raise the bar.
0: Yep. So who are the stakeholders that you're sort of working?
2: So primarily it's talent acquisition. So it's the talent uh, on the employer side. It's going to be the talent acquisition HR teams. Yep. And then uh, the candidates themselves. I mean, it is the the process that we go through. Isn't it's anonymous and confidential for mm-hmm. both the employers yeah. as well as the candidates. So you
0: kind of mystery shoppers for for
2: sort yeah, of yeah. In Canada, a way, we help, process, Yeah, though? we help definitely facilitate that process. And because we make it anonymous for the candidates, they're more free Mm. to answer about their experience. To be honest. Yeah, Yeah. to be honest. And that's that's the kind of great benchmark data that we're Mm. helping to provide back to the employers because it's not only their data, but they also get to compare themselves against other industries and companies and sizes, et cetera, that helps them really understand where am I at? What Mm. am I doing really well? What am I not doing Mm. well at? And more than just everyday anecdotal information that they might get from the candidates when they're responding directly. Sure. What's
1: some of the, uh, you know, some of the main hot topics that you tend to come across? Either the things that drive the experience really up and the things that drive it really
2: down. Well, I'll start with the down and then I'll go up, yeah. because it's so you know always put the glass half yeah. full. Yeah. But the thing that drives it down is just we not. always
0: gonna want to go. You know, it's like Casey Kasem. You want to start at forty and end up at one, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's
2: it. You know what? And I I also remember Casey Kasem, <laughs> so, I. so I li- listen to the top forty countdown. I Show our age now, aren't we? Yeah, you and are. now. It's now it's Ryan Seacrest. it. Yeah, it is. So there yeah. you go. But um, so one of the things, the biggest things that that where companies I think fall short most of the time is that they're just not responding to candidates after the application process oh, so post app apply many in fact over 50 percent of candidates worldwide that we survey um, they're not hearing back even after two or three plus months after they've applied now they may be blocking out that auto responder communication that they got fine mm-hmm. but there's nothing else yeah. after that so the communication and feedback that's where a lot of companies lack. that's one of the biggest, also competitive differentiators that we find every year in our data because those companies who are investing more in listening and communicating from before the candidates even apply all the way to, to those that they're actually hiring and bringing closure to the process for the, the candidates who, if, if I'm not going to be, if you're not going to follow up anymore, let me know what's going on. That's what we all want. Yeah. So the company employers that are doing that, so listening more and communicating more a big, and then also setting better expectations with the candidates. Like if what is going to happen after I apply? What are the next steps? Mm-hmm. And this is these are things that don't take a lot, a lot of heavy lifting. It's just a matter of making being consistent and aligning it internally, and then saying whether you're posting on your website, you're telling them in emails, individually or collectively, whatever. This is what's going to happen next. And, and then once they decide, an employer says, oh, you know, listen, I'm, we're not we're going to pass on you, then tell the candidate that. Yeah. Be mm. clear Be about it. straight up. Mm. Yeah. Let them know. So, so if that's sort of one of the, I mean,
1: there's kind of, you know, one major one in there, which is just lack of communication. That, really, absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest detractors. What's one of the biggest, you know, what's one of the biggest things that pushes the experience right up the chain?
2: Giving feedback. And asking for feedback. So there's the one hand, it's the communication loop, which is great. And the lack of is what's 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 hurting companies and when they invest more of it. But it's also then asking for feedback and giving feedback to Mm -hmm. candidates, particularly in the later stage in the interview process. This is not something that's in a lot of comfort zones for a lot of organizations, because what what we hear all the time is that, wow, I don't, I, I, we're worried about what kind of feedback we can get. There's compliance issues. Yeah, yeah. regular. But there's also, they don't want to get in that back and forth with a candidate of, oh, wait, but I thought I really was qualified. Yeah. And, but what we found, though, is that m- most organizations, yeah. big and small, that are willing to give a little bit to the candidate. Mm. Just a little, like, listen, you know what? We're going to pass on you this time, but you know what? If, if you were to work on these skills... Mm. Uh, and Mm. or go get this this training or whatever whatever that scenario is and then and we feel free to apply later on Mm. for our organization that goes miles and miles or kilometers and kilometers i know (laughs) i'm not in america right now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it goes a long way with candidates and because another key theme is just being fair in the process it's not about making me happy because this is a business transaction at the end of the day right that's right 99 out of 100 of you aren't going to get the job
0: it's not personal no, because it's not personal yeah. at all. But it but it's but it is a mess, but way. it is a messy human experience. Absolutely, still. Yeah, it's yeah. a very
2: emotional experience. Yeah. So if, if if I feel like you're being fair in that process, mm. so the a, asking for feedback and providing feedback are big differentiators as mm. well is what we see. And asking for feedback is listen, we want to do a better job at what, at, in recruiting. And you know, I'm sorry that you, you know we're we're passing on you, and you don't say I'm sorry, but. You know, we're going to pass on you this time, but tell us what you thought of the process so we can in turn do a better job. Yeah. And again, that's part of the fairness factor. And most candidates, um, uh, they, you know, they, if you're giving me an opportunity to share my voice, mm. I want to do it. Now, not 100% are going to do that, mm. but we find that anywhere from, you know, 10, 20, 30, sometimes even higher percent response rate, a lot of organizations and even our program will get and that's enough valid data to be mm. able to make some actionable changes in how I do the business of recruiting.
0: Mm. So, um, let me play devil's advocate. Do it. Yeah, we're a, you know, <laughs> a lot of you know big organizations, uh, banks, retailers, and the like. Um, volume, high volume recruitment. It's, it's a lot of overhead to provide that level of experience to candidates. Um, so, why why the hell should I bother?
2: Because. Cust- being a customer is the key thing that I just said. So, for, mm-hmm. Especially for consumer-based businesses, m- many of the candidates that are applying for those jobs are also customers of that mm-hmm. organization. So retail, hospitality, airlines, mobile c- cell companies, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And what we found in our data is that if I feel that you're treating me like crap, just mm. to be frank, if you're treating me poorly in the experience, I'm more than likely... Mm. Not going to apply again, Mm. not going to refer others, and not going to make purchases, especially if you're a consumer-based business. Now, it doesn't mean everybody puts their money where their mouth is, Mm -hmm. but we see in our data, there's a significant number of individuals that are willing to forego doing business with you, quote unquote, based on how how you've been. And a lot of us have, you know, I'm sure even you guys have your own stories of like, Going through the hiring process yeah. and and th- that wasn't really pleasurable and you never ever forget that stuff. Yeah. So that the, the potential for the business impact, especially for hitting revenue and referrals, mm-hmm. which we all live in, live and die on a lot of the time too, especially in a competitive marketplace, right? Yeah, that's key. And even if you're a B two B company, it may not be the connecting the dots to the potential revenue loss is a little harder to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it is a little further. Remote. It's a little harder to do, but the referrals though are still key. Yeah right course, i yeah. always like to use the example because um, lockheed martin defense contractor makes a lot of military equipment and uh, they're a multi-year candy winner as we like to call them so they're doing some good things mm-hmm. but if i it was an engineer and i applied at lockheed martin's so I, I always use them as my examples and pick on them but and i had a crummy experience overall And I'm not going to not buy military equipment because I didn't get the job, Mm. right? Mm. But I'm going to tell my engineering friends. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of those engineering friends will will take heed and say, I don't think I'm going to apply at Lockheed Martin. That's the domino effect that can happen over time.
0: And the edit. amplification of that, though, in this day and age, absolutely. where that's not just me telling a couple of friends, it's me posting it. It's exactly and right. And sharing that further, we're, we're and it suddenly on,
2: putting it on Glassdoor, and yeah. Glassdoor reviews, absolutely, right. Indeed yeah. reviews. Can you? That's the one. Can, with Seek, is there reviews on Seek? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So same thing, right? Yeah. All those, as well as Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah. all the no- normal suspects. It's users, everywhere. You can do that now. Not as now. Here is what's interesting in our data. Not as, it's not as high as what you think who share. Now, more people share with their inner circle, their bad and good experiences, Mm -hmm. okay? Like our close friends, family, significant others. It's a little bit less percentage sharing publicly, but it's still significant enough where Mm -hmm. it's still in our own data tens of thousands of candidates mm. Mm. that have a poor experience are willing to share publicly yeah. on social media yeah. there's another chunk of folks though that say you know what this is private information mm. i don't share it publicly but mm-hmm. they're still going to share with their inner circle though yeah, yeah. and that still gets out yeah, yeah. no matter where the you fa-
0: go the fact that they've got more channels now is is reason i guess to focus not going on away on. yeah
2: it's i mean this is it's out there so Again, you're, it's not about trying to make every candidate happy. Mm. That's unrealistic. It's about being fair in the process, acknowledging them, telling them what's next, and then giving them closure if you're not going to pursue mm. them anymore. Because, you know, the, the fact is, is that a, a, a good chunk of people that apply for any given job are also not qualified either. I mean, I'm generalizing, mm. but mm. I think that's the case for yep. um, most of the time. Um and those, and there is a percentage of individuals that companies really don't care if they apply again or not, right? Yeah, Let's maybe, be realistic. Maybe you got to be honest with those people too, though. You then, do, you, know? you do. But it's but it's not those that companies should necessarily worry about. It's their it's their referrals, but it's also those who are would be called quote unquote, future fit or silver medalist from mm. the, the final stage interviews, those are the people that they do want to come back. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, and even further to that, they probably want to actually be curating those people for a future job. Exactly. They want to go a step right. further. We don't just want to give you feedback. We actually want
2: to keep you warm, yeah. put you into engage. a community. And That's a another differentiator. Exactly yeah. right. There are companies that are investing in that to keep these folks keep it stay in front of them mm. keep letting them know of opportunities sharing them relevant even industry information that may not be related to jobs but yeah. if you're an engineering firm share engineering content mm. right
1: mm. that kind of stuff I and mean, that's how that, that's how when you outsource your recruitment to a recruitment vendor that's how they operate. They right. go, hey, you're not a good fit for that job or you didn't get that job. But guess what? Your skills are really good in that job exactly or that one right. or that one. Let's get you into one of them. Now, of course, they have a financial motivator to try and do it. Yeah. But in reality, so does every organization. S- so they do. Faster path to hire. We've already put them through 80% of a recruitment process. We already know, actually, they're a pretty good cultural fit. Mm. You know, they can do most of the job we just got to find the right job for them. Yeah. You know? And
2: those companies, and either their partners, their RPO partners, and or direct employers themselves that are investing in that, that's a differentiator as well. Yeah. Especially in a tight job market. Exactly. As so as I was, was
0: going to head like that. You, in the States now, we have got 4% or below, yeah. um, which is effectively full employment, really, particularly at high-tech yeah. sort of in-demand. Exactly.
1: That's, that's unreal very really low, isn't it? So
0: you're going to have, you know, it, it just flips it, doesn't it? So it's it really, does. it's the focus on the candidate becomes even more critical.
2: Exactly, and we know that that every year, and I mean, and and the case study session that I did today was also with um, Johnson and Johnson, mm. and they're, um, you know, big multi divisional organization. They've got consumer products, they've got you know B two B products. I mean, and services mm. that they have. I mean, they're a big, big corporation, but they also have made the investment in ensuring that every candidate is understanding where they're at in the hiring Mm. process and that there's definitive closure brought to those candidates when they're no longer being pursued and they've got a whole platform they built around just to do that. And that was a lot of what they talked about today. Mm. And it's, you know, Yes, it's a large organization, but a lot of the things that they're doing, companies even on a smaller scale that don't have necessarily the same technology or resources can still do some of these things themselves yeah. without taking a l- that much more time. I mean, I know these recruit a lot of recruiters are carrying m- many racks, right? Yeah. They've got a lot of jobs, mm. but it just, it's just that little bit more of investment.
1: You, you look at what a couple of the market leaders do on a customer front. So you look at when you order a product from Apple. And you get a text message that says, hey, congratulations, we actually just put that into, you know, we've just given that to your shipping provider. And then you get another one 12 hours later. There's actually a delay with your product at the moment. It, there's nobody probably intervening with that. It's probably been automated. Correct. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, we can take the same lesson from that and apply that to, you know, to the candidate experience. Absolutely. Surely we can use a bit of AI and automation to actually say, it's taking us a bit longer than normal to assist your application. We should probably notify
2: you. And we're you know? seeing more of that oh, now, too. I mean, AI-related <laughs> technologies are, are starting. There's still early days. There's still early yeah. days. But there's mm. some exciting things happening on, and not just on the virtual sourcing side, but on communication, chatbots, for example, that we've already been using for actual the, the product and service side of the organization. Now we're using it on career yeah. sites. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's filling a gap where there was no communication before. So it's not... It's not a displacement for recruiting. It's actually a, 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 a value add yeah, yeah. in that sense. It's
1: something that's never been there mm. or hasn't been there well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, we are getting the business end of the evening. I've seen people walking past with glasses of wine, beers, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, on. which is, you know, this is the best best time of the conference, right? Day one, mm. people still got energy, <laughs> yeah. uh, drinks are on.
2: It's the Expo Hall con- uh, uh, happy hour now. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You so
0: let me... Let me Punch a couple of happy hour questions at you, and then we'll wrap Do up it. and grab a Do beer, it. shall we? Can? Do it. Um, so, uh, state of state of candidate experience, state of the nation in terms of candidate experience, uh, are we um, are we in a good place with it? Generally, are we getting better? I suppose longitudinally, um, you've got data that helps us to see where we're tracking. What's, this what's is the story a, there? This
2: is an interesting question, and and, it, and on the one hand. We see there is overall, globally, and at least the regions that we participate in with our research, which is APEC, North America, and EMEA. It is getting better, but there is also a trend line of increased candidate resentment. At the same time, over the past three years, so it's like it, it's it's happening, and and the thing, the reason why we see that one of the reasons why we think we see that in the data this is not easy to do well, they're dimming the lights for us Mid-line. this is not easy to do the harder work for companies is not just listen understanding getting a baseline of where my where my candidates are thinking understanding where, where i'm falling short where i'm doing well in recruitment Making some improvements and then wow, and seeing an overall improvement, an overall candidate positive experience. That's great. It's the sustaining over time mm. that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. because what happens is that there's all these aspects hitting the business. There're economic pressures, changes in the business. Your work, your hiring load may change, vary over time. Political changes, regulation. Mm. I mean, the list goes on. That. To sustain that over time, that's the hard work. That's the hard mm. part mm. for organizations and that's the part where they, they need to have that continuous investment. So yes, we've seen improvements, we've also seen increase in candidate resentment. Yeah. Right. At the same time. Okay. So Yes, that's fascinating. Excellent. Well, I don't think we can go any longer
0: without some sort of alcoholic beverage uh, sure. so I think yeah. we will we might have to wrap it up there and go and find the bar what yeah. do you think? I'm on, on board with that guys awesome well thank you so much for your time very generous of you
2: to stop by Kevin thank you um, how do we find you? You can go to, to thetalentboard.org online, yep. and all the information about our program and, and is right there. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn if you're interested. Just look me up on LinkedIn, Kevin Grossman.
0: Awesome, and Kevin, I know from social uh, w- channels as well, um, prolific, uh, contribute really well to a lot of debates around, certainly around recruitment and candidate experience. Watch out for you um, your podcast as well. So um, if you're listening to this one, uh, make sure you, you you tune in there as well, you folks. Got it. Um, Jared, thanks very much for your time today, mate. It's It's been wonderful working with you again, and uh, we'll look forward to doing it all again tomorrow.
1: Yeah, up bright and early for tomorrow for another round. Great, thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, guys. Cheers, bye. All right.